Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Domestic violence and other forms of abuse. We also have another page, 
Destiny by Choice Fellowship, Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page there. That page there is designed to bring inspiration, hope, to bring about a sense of, if you would, peace, a sense of rejoicing, to really uh, bring forth a sense of healing, peace, inspiration, and motivation. You can also join us there at that page. And, of course, if you're looking for us, you can also find us at J. Ficklin on Facebook as well. Well, tonight, 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 on this very brand-new month, this very brand-new day, July 1st, 2013, and like I would like to say is Happy New Year to those of you. Yes, I know uh, it's the seventh month of the year uh, when we look at the year as a whole, but it's the first month of the year, meaning that it's the first month of the last half of this new year, and I choose to say Happy New Year because I believe that your latter is going to be greater than your past. I believe that this this sets up to be... Uh, probably one of the most uh, uh, greatest times for you that this year have known thus far. And so I need you just to continue to listen, call a neighbor, call a friend, because we're looking forward to bringing forth a very exciting show on today. Listen, last week we began to introduce a topic that I think that was uh, clearly right on target. Now we had some technical difficulties at the beginning of the show, and for that reason we're back tonight. And we want to continue that show. The night show is called Children Caught in the Crossfire of Violent Relationships. Children Caught in the Crossfire of Violent Relationships. And now that is a very broad subject, but we look to be able to expand upon the subject in a super way, in a way that I believe that you will find uh, not only great information, but you'll find great resources. Uh, you know, uh, these are the times where we have to consider the impact of domestic violence on children, how does it affect them? Oftentimes, they are the ones that are most forgotten, but we cannot afford that to happen. We must allow ourselves to be a part of the solution, not the problem. We must make sure that our children are protected at all times and that most of all, that our children is not exposed to domestic violence or witness it, that they become another generation of, uh, of uh, victims or abusers as far as that matter. So I just want to make sure that we continue to spread the word, that we continue to do the job that we ought to do as it relates to domestic violence, because when it's all said and done, people, domestic violence, it is our business. It is your business tonight. And so once again, call a friend, call a neighbor. Eric code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us here on the Soul of America Radio.com. And once again, you listen to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. And I'm your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'm so very, very glad to be with you tonight. Uh, so many things to share tonight, so many things that unfortunately breaks our heart to even share. And yet and still we find them necessary because of the fact of the impact of domestic violence and how it has so ravished the lives of so many children, how it has so ravished the lives of so many that have been impacted by this, this uh, what I call this pandemic. And we don't do enough. There's never enough that can be done at, when it comes to this subject matter. We've got to stand strong. We've got to stand bold. We can least afford, and I do want you to know that we can least afford to be silent. Mm. We can least afford to be silent when it comes to this situation. So I want to make sure tonight that so many of you that are listening to me will have the opportunity, will have the opportunity to call in, to join in, to be a part of what's going on right now. Because if we do not do something about it, let me say something, evil prevails when good men and good women remain silent. 
evil prevails when we remain silent. We can least afford to remain silent in this hour, and so therefore we have to speak up because our lives are at stake, but even more so. Our children's lives are at stake in a way that uh, we cannot even begin to measure. And so inside of saying that, inside of doing that, I just simply want you to know that this is an hour that we must break our silence. We must break our silence. We must ring forth and spring forth for the sake of our children. Our children need us. Our children needs us in a tremendous way. Our children needs us in a way that will validate them. Our children needs us in a way that will cause them to really feel safe and secure. So I must say that to you. I must uh, must get you to buy into the fact that this is really serious time. These are serious times, and these are times in which we must begin to uh, not only speak out, but we must speak forth about the things that are happening inside of uh, abuse, abandonment, and these type things that put children's lives at risk. And I believe when children's lives are at risk, then all of our lives are at risk. When children's lives are at risk, that means there are some things that are happening that should not be happening. There are some things that they are suffering that should not be suffered. And we have to be very careful about that in this day and time because it is not enough for us to simply say uh, that we don't want it to happen. It is time that we share this message. It is time that we stand out. It is time that we uh, break the silence, and it is time that we make sure that our children, our children are accounted for. Our children are the ones that must feel secure. They are the ones that must feel the love. They are the ones that must feel the sense of uh, the sense of empowerment. And that sense of empowerment must come from us, people. It must come from us. We can at least afford to be silent on our children. We must stand up for them, and that's what we want to do tonight. So I invite you to call in tonight, area code 323-784-9638. That is how you can reach us here today on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. And I'm your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very, very glad that you've joined us here on tonight from coast to coast. That's how you reach us here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Listen, I want to get right into some things tonight that uh, have been uh, particularly troubling with me. On last week, we shared uh, some stories with you that just very much concerned us. There were some stories on last week that we shared that was uh, very, very impactful, and I want to go there again with you when we talk about children being caught in the crossfire of abusive relationships. Abusive relationships have existed since time has begun, and we find those things to happen in many ways, in many cases where abuse occurs between a man or a woman or between in these days and time against men, uh, between men and men and women and, and women. We often find out that there are silent victims, as we tend to call them, that are involved in it. And oftentimes they are the children. It is the children that is often caught in a crossfire, whether there's divorce or separation. It is children that is caught in a crossfire when we start talking about a settlement. It is children that is caught in a, caught in a crossfire when we start talking about disagreement of any sort. But when it reaches the point of where the children's lives are at danger, these are the points that we must consider uh, the route that we take and consider what we do for our protection of our children. I would be the first to say that we have a long ways to go in this country as it concerns so many of the laws. Many of the laws that oftentimes put both the children and the victim at risk when it comes to uh, custody cases, uh, cases that involve domestic violence, a right to visitation, because somewhere along the line, the right 
of the perpetrator to have visitation oftentimes creates a very dangerous situation to the victim and the children. These are laws, these are legislation that are being uh, written, that are being challenged all over the country at these times, days and time, and we see these type of things happen way too often. Now, in our time on uh, Facebook and other social media, we have the opportunity to come across people with tremendous stories, tremendous stories that have occurred in their lives, uh, the lives of their loved ones, the loss of children, the loss, uh, the, the loss of life. Those things are too greatly, uh, um, they are too greatly understated. And I really, really uh, want to encourage you today to understand that we have to be that voice for those that are hurting. We have to be that voice for those that don't know where to turn. We have to be that voice for those that feel paralyzed. We have to be that voice for those that feel trapped. And so I'm inviting you to become a part of this team, the team that will speak up, the team that will speak out, the team that refuses to allow domestic violence to continue to run rampant. These are the teams and these are the individuals that we must begin to look at and begin to say once again that no longer can we stand by and allow these things to go forth. We can no longer stand by and pretend as if these things are not real. We can no longer stand around and act as if, uh, you know, that this is not a subject matter that, uh, that should be addressed. We must, and we must without any hesitation, stand up for those that are suffering, those that are suffering in silence, children that are, you know, that are oftentimes uh, crippled by the things that are happening, happening in their lives. So I want to say once again that this is the time to do so, and I want to invite you to do so. Area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. Area code seven three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is the way that you reach us today here on Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. And I want you to know that as we travel this journey together, that this is a journey that I believe that each of us, and I mean each of us, have to be a part of. It's a journey in which we have to take part in. It's a journey in which we can least afford to be silent in. We must speak up. We must speak out. We must recognize the, um, the impact of domestic violence. We must realize that not only does domestic violence impact us from every walk of life, but domestic violence impact our children, our children growing up in fear, our children growing up in situations that is beyond their years, and we must bear responsibility there when it comes to these children. And that is why I continue to say what I say. It's the reason why we continue to uh, raise this subject matter because, the fact, it must be raised. There's no time to be silent. There's no time to, uh, to just act like it doesn't exist. There's no time to pretend as if no one is impacted by this. I'm challenging you today. I'm ta- challenging each and every one of you today to become part of the solution, not the problem. Be part of the solution because until we're part of the solution, we will not ever see what we need to see. Until we're part of the solution, we're going to miss out on our opportunity to change a generation, to change a world, to change a society, to change those around us, because we must stand up against abuse, because it never ends with just the individual. The children are always at risk, and I challenge each and every one of you, as I reach out to each and every one of you, stand your ground, speak up, speak out, because domestic violence is no joke. And when our children are caught in the crossfire of it, it is absolutely a travesty and a tragedy. And I want to invite you to be a part of this today. Area code 323 784 
That is the way you reach us here. We're going to take a break here in just one second, and we want you to be a part of this as we return with Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. You're listening to Pastor J.R. Thicklin right here on the Soul of America Radio, and I'm so glad that you've joined us today. Stay tuned. I'll be right back right after these messages. If you'd like to call in and be a guest 
or just call in and listen. Uh, perhaps you're on the road. Uh, area code 323-784-9638. If you're home in front of your computer or one of your uh, electronical gadgets there, it's always www.soulofamericaradio.com. And you can go right there to the Hope and Healing tab, hit Live Show, and that's how you have us here tonight. Perhaps you have a question, a confidential question, or maybe you have a comment. You can always send us an email at the letter J. Ficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That is J-T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N at soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you reach us here today. I'm so glad those of you that are listening to us, uh, those of you that may be following us on Facebook, once again, a few Facebook pages that you can find us on, uh, Domestic Violence, it is your business right there. You can become a member of that group. Feel with information as, to, uh, as it pertains to domestic violence, domestic violence hotlines, uh, situation, warning signs, all those things there. And I want to send out a special, special shout-out to Indy Harlem, too, uh, who is manning a lot of those pages for us. She's making sure all that information is there on the page. And so let's give it up tonight for Indy Harlem, too. Uh, there she mans, and she actually is the chief administrator of our other uh, page there, Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. And that page is quite different. It's filled with inspiration, hope, uh not only scriptures, but music and postings and sharing of testimonies. And on that page, you may find inspiration that's coming from people from across the country. We like to call that our oasis of inspiration. And so definitely feel free to join that page there, too. And while I'm talking about the Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page, I want to send out a special shout-out and congratulations to Daryl Samuels. I believe that's the name of the individual who is uh, actually the winner of what we call our roll call Every morning, every morning, roll call happens there at the Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page, and uh, and uh, individuals are up early morning, and they're posting their inspiration, their good mornings, they're speaking their inspiration of the day. And Daryl, somehow, some some way or another, he was the first one, uh, should I say, he definitely answered that roll call and presented that roll call uh, more often than anyone in the whole entire month of June. So we want to send out a special shout-out to him on today. Now, those of you that are listening tonight, I wanted to get back into the subject matter that is absolutely crucial. We're dealing with the subject matter of children caught in the crossfire of violent relationships or domestic violence. Last week, I began to hit a few places here about the subject matter, and I want to make sure tonight that you hear me loud and clear, each and every one of you, that you hear me loud and clear concerning this. We understand that on a national average in this country that every 12 seconds a female is battered in a domestic violence uh, situation. Every six hours a vic victim dies at the hand of their perpetrator. We understand that between three, uh, between three to uh, 12 million children a year witness or expose uh, some type of, to some type of domestic violence uh, in, in their households. And yet it's still, when we look a little deeper, we understand that the risk of children being not only hurt, injured, but definitely impacted due to being exposed to witnessing a domestic violence is greater than what we think. It oftentimes can be seen inside of so many places. It can be seen inside of their schoolyard. It can be seen inside of the classroom. It can be seen inside of the uh, playground because the witnessing violence always has an impact on children. It can lead to things in their life psychologically of children uh, growing up with fear, uh, having suicidal thoughts, depression, going through withdrawals. All of those things there, if you understood that 70% of children in treatment for domestic violence witnessed this as a child, 
Understand, this stuff doesn't go away. But we understand that sometimes eating disorders happen as a release, uh, result of children witnessing domestic violence, increased assault, withdrawals, difficulty uh, forming a relationship. All of these things happen to them, you know, become detached, uh, becoming destructive rages. And we have to understand these things doesn't just happen, but they happen oftentimes because of the fact of children being exposed to domestic violence. Eighty percent of marriages, uh, should I say, 80 percent of runaways, I should say, come from homes where domestic violence occurs. So we see behavior problems there. We see many of the things happening. This is one that you need to understand, and this is the reason why we have always championed the call to understand that domestic violence never remains home. It's not an isolated incident. Sixty-three percent of boys arrested for homicide from ages 11 to 29 have killed their mother's assault partner, the person who assaulted their mother. So we're seeing the result of children being uh, exposed to domestic violence going beyond just the incident itself, but it's affecting everything and everybody that's connected to it. And that is why it's so crucial that we take this subject matter as serious as possible. I mean, from the White House to the church house, from the school house to the outhouse, from your house to the market house, we must begin to take this subject matter as serious as possible because this is not something that's done in the corner. This is not something that is done in a vacuum. This is something that impacts us from every walk of life. Eric code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. If you'd like to be a guest, you have a comment, a question, simply hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll be so very glad to entertain your thoughts, your, your, thought, your question, or even your story tonight. Now, I wanted to get back to some things because inside of relationships, and here are some things that happen oftentimes, and, I, and we talk about this inside of classes that we hold, is the fact, when do you know, when do you know the temperament of the person that may be in your life? And in this case, we're talking about in many cases where we're, we're seeing children. We're seeing uh, perhaps a woman is in a dating relationship, perhaps a partner, uh, the partner they're with. Perhaps they've not been with them a long time and perhaps, a, a, you know, a, a, an acceptable amount of time. But what is acceptable? When is it all right to leave your children and your small children in the care of a partner? What is it all right to leave a child, toddlers, and uh, very small kids in the hand of a person that you may be dating? And then if you do, how long should you leave them there? What is the time? Should there be a time limit on that? i tell you why we bring that up. Last week we shared a story with you, and I want to revisit that tonight. We shared a story with you that I thought was so absolutely heart-wrenching that I am going to share it again today because it broke my heart. Here's a story that happened here in the month of May right in Suitland, Maryland, right there in the greater D.C. area. And I am still very just stunned by the story, the nature of the story, uh, the, the, the literal heart-wrenching part of the story I'm going to share with you again tonight because it has left, it has left my heart torn and ripped to pieces as we looked at the situation and what occurred there. And I just want to bring it to your attention right now. I want to share this with you because it took place. It absolutely blew my mind. I continue to pray for the family here. And this story took place uh, uh, in Suitland, Maryland, and uh, I just want you to listen to it very carefully. Then I have another story, if I'm able to get to it, to share with you that I think that you will find equally appalling and understand that we must 
stand up. We must speak out. We can no longer afford to shout around this, dance around this, pretend that it doesn't happen, you know, sing hallelujah anyhow, when the reality is there are troubled people around us, and there are troubled people that are inside of some of these relationships, and as a result of it, people listen very carefully to me. As a result, what we're seeing is something that, that must be addressed. And I shared this story last week with you, Suitland, Maryland. I want you to hear it very carefully. A 26-year-old Suitland man killed a two-year-old boy this past May after he climbed onto a piece of furniture, then, quote, disrespected him with a facial expression, the prosecutor says. In charging documents released Thursday, official says that Clifton Bernard grabbed a two-year-old Jameer Shipe and shoved him to the floor on May 22nd, then grabbed him by the face and forced his head through a wall. I mean, I want you to hear this. Forced his head through a wall. According to George County Police, that Bernard admitted to killing little Jameer Scheib, the son of a woman he was in relationship with, in an interview shortly after the boy was discovered. The grand jury charged Bernard with murder, child abuse, first and second degree assault. The alleged incident happened at an apartment there in uh, Suitland where Bernard was taking care of the boy. I want to stop there just for a second. I want you to absorb what we just said. Here is a 26-year-old who is at the home of his girlfriend, a woman he's in a relationship with, and he's watching the two-year-old boy. Two-year-old people understand that. And at some time, at some point, authorities said that Bernard became enraged with Jameer after he climbed into some furniture inside of that home, and at that point, he is accused of grabbing the boy by the midsection, throwing him to the floor. Now, he admitted to grabbing Jameer by the face and pushing his head into a wall. People, this is cruel. This is demonic. This simply isn't right. This kid, two years old, climb up onto some furniture, looks back at him. How do you calculate and say a child is looking at you, a two-year-old, in a disrespectful way? But you grab this two-year-old by the midsection to slam this two-year-old and to the floor, and then to pick this two-year-old up. My God. Uh, by the face and push his head into a wall, breaking his face, causing broken bones and several injuries in his face and head and total respiratory failure occurred. This two-year-old kid died. Died. Could you imagine that? Do we really know who we're in relationship with? Do we know who we're talking to? When is enough? When is the right time? Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's how you reach us. This is J.R. Thicklin. I'm so very glad that you're listening tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. I'm going to be right back right after this quick break here. Listen, I invite your calls. I invite your comments tonight. 
right here. Just simply hit the number one on your keypad. If you'd like to get in to be a guest tonight, area code 323-784-9638. And I'll see you right back on the other side of the break. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, and I'm your host, J.R. Thicklin. See you in just a couple minutes. Healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio LLC. This is the one and only Soul. violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody you can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, Our Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Journey to Wholeness. You're listening to your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you join us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. I am so excited about 
just the opportunity to share with you, and yet still I'm so troubled at some of the things that we see happening in this country more times than we even care to even uh, realize, and that is the fact of the impact of domestic violence and what happens when our children are caught in the crossfire of it. And, uh, you know, and this is just such a sad travesty and a sad tragedy of what's going on here because, you know what, children are so innocent and they're caught inside of this. They don't deserve it, and oftentimes this act, these acts of violence, impact their lives, not just for now, but actually for a lifetime. And that's the reason why we uh, must uh, speak out. Uh, we must uh, stand up. Uh, we must uh, become advocates. Uh, we must uh, look out for their better well-being. We must, without a shadow of a doubt, sound the alarm. And we must not only sound the alarm, but we must stand up. We must talk to legislators. We must talk to neighbors. Uh, we must talk to friends. We must talk, and we must demand that more is done as it relates to uh, the issue of domestic violence. And so I'm so very glad tonight that as you're listening to us tonight that you have the opportunity not only to tune in but to chime in, but also to uh, lend your opinion. I just shared a story just a few minutes ago about the case there in Suitland, Maryland, with the 26-year-old who actually killed the two-year-old toddler, the girlfriend's baby, because he simply thought the baby looked at him the wrong way and that the baby uh, gave him a disrespectful look and, as a result, slammed the baby to the floor uh, by the midsection, then picked the baby up by the face, driving the baby's face through the wall, cracking and uh, breaking several uh, bones in the face of a little boy, uh, and the baby died as a result of not only respiratory uh, failure and a lot of other things that happened as a result of this. And I continue to say is that when do, how are we measuring uh, the lethality of an abusive relationship? At what point does it reach uh, the signs uh, that are there uh, that we uh, realize that I am at risk, I'm putting my child at risk being around this individual or this our whole lives are in danger because of the behavior of this individual. And this is what's so very important. And I don't want us for one moment to forget about the innocency of these children. So that is the reason while we're in this vein again, area code 323-784-9638, that's how you reach us, area code 323-784-9638. Uh, you reach us there. Uh, if you'd like to have a question or comment, just simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to be on the air. Uh, if you just like to send a question or comment, you can do so by emailing jficklin, T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N, at soulofamericaradio.com, and we will make sure that we get your question and a comment, and we will respond to it as soon as possible. So I'm so glad that you've joined us here today on this particular uh, broadcast and on this particular topic here tonight. Now, I want to just go a little further inside of our dealings. I want to go a little further inside of what we're saying, and the reason I want to go a little further inside of it because um, – I think that it's absolutely crucial that we have this conversation. It's absolutely crucial that we do not remain silent. I said before that evil prevails when good men and good women remain silent. 
evil prevails when we simply fold our hands and say and do nothing about the situation around us. And so my challenge to many of you that are listening tonight and those of you that are out there is the fact that we must be that voice. We must stand up. We must speak out. We cannot afford to allow this to go on any longer. Listen, our children end up in the system. They end up oftentimes uh, committing crimes themselves. They end up many times uh, being on that other end. And we see it all the time, ending up in the criminal justice system. And it's very disturbing to think about the fact that many of the children that we see there are children that grew up in abusive homes. Now, I'm not indicting every child that's been in an abusive home. Everyone doesn't show out the same way. But... uh, but listen to what I'm about to say to you. They don't show up and they don't sound the same way. They don't turn out the same way. But I'm telling you uh, that you need to understand, however, that the consequences and the things that happen as far as the impact on the children runs deep and it runs wide. Uh, so many of our cases where we've seen high-profile cases where our young boys oftentimes end up in jail, end up in the criminal justice system, and because they've committed crimes, they've committed very terrible crimes. And I'm not here to uh, pardon them of the crime, but what I am here to do is make sure that we understand as a people and that we understand the fact that many times what we're seeing is directly related to what they were exposed to. And so what do we see? We see it played out. We see it played out in a number of ways. And once we see it played out like this, what happens is that oftentimes that in the child's victimization, when they were victims, when they were being exposed, they did not get the intervention or the help that they needed. Yet and still inside of their criminalization, when they end up committing crimes, and once again, we're in no way condoning this, that is when the book is thrown at them, and that's when everything comes out. My point is that we must do a better job across the board inside of what we're saying, what we're doing, how we're handling these situations. We must look a little deeper inside of what's happening inside of the legislation, inside of the courtroom, inside of the courthouses, what's happening in cases where children are involved and they're involved in the crossfire of domestic violence. We have custody issues that are uh, oftentimes coming up as a result of these things. But how, how is it being treated? How are we handling this? This is the reason that we must get involved. This is the reason that we must stand up because it's not just about us. It's always about the children. We must understand that the children are caught in this crossfire here, and we must do all that we can while we can to protect our children. We cannot afford to allow them to continue to be in a crossfire, being in harm's way because of facts of sometimes outdated laws, because of unsympathetic ears, because of the fact of simply not knowing what to do. And that is what this is about. Our show is about educating. It's about empowering. It's about bringing that uh, bringing that information to the forefront. We must have advocacy to happen all over. There must be advocacy to happen from the church. There must be advocacy to happen from the education system, from the judicial system all around, because our children are at stake, their future is at stake, and we must. I'm not saying we have, we must, it's absolutely a must that we address this issue uh, with the urgency that it needs to be addressed. And that is the reason why we're here every single Monday night uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8, 8 
uh, Central Time and those of you in the Mountain Time Zone, uh, that's uh, 7 o'clock, and those of you out west, it is 6 o'clock. But around the globe, uh, coast to coast, you can find us here right on the Soul of America Radio Network. And I just want you to know tonight, as we're visiting that, and I want to go back to some of the things that we said just a little earlier, because I believe that even as the audience is growing, even as we're speaking, as many of you are joining the conversation tonight, that you understand that children are caught in a crossfire of abusive relationship. And they're caught in it in a way that oftentimes uh, puts them at, in peril. It puts them in peril like we've never known before. And, it's a, uh, and they're put in a peril that oftentimes impacts their life for the rest of their lives. So once again, we must stand up. We must speak out. We cannot afford to allow them to be, uh, be uh, victimized any longer, victimized by the system, victimized by home, victimized by the government, victimized on every way. We must stand up for our children because not only are they our future, they are our present. They are our most, their our most prized uh, possession here in our lives, and so we must do all that we can to make sure that this is something that does not go unnoticed. That it must be something that we continue to spread the word about, and that's what we have to do inside of making a difference here. Once again, you're listening to Hope and Healing: A Journey to Wholeness. I'm your host, J.R. Thicklin. I'm so glad that you've joined us right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. And those of you that are listening tonight by way of the internet, www.soulofamericaradio.com. I'm so glad that you've joined us. Listen, we're starting a petition very soon. You'll hear more about it as we continue to look for uh, to do things, as far as legislation and otherwise, to address this issue. Of domestic violence but even more so i must take this another another step and uh our children are at risk and the churches are in a very 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 valuable position we must stand up and we must speak out now i want to share another story with you this story is horrible it's a story that happens um in milwaukee there on the north uh on the north side there and i i am so grateful to our dear friends uh there, Antonio Van, uh, Antonio Van, uh, for sharing this uh, here on uh, Facebook with us, and it's always great when we're looking at people uh, that are on the front lines that are doing this work, who has been doing this work for a number of years. I want just to share a little bit with you, and this is what one of those issues, what we call, uh, you know, children once again caught in the crossfire of domestic violence. It's come out of Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin area. Uh, a man kills child himself on the Milwaukee's north side. We found a Milwaukee man shot his six-year-old daughter to death and then committed suicide after fighting with the child's mother on Sunday, the police said. The couple who had been together about eight years got, a, got in a physical confrontation on Sunday morning. The woman left the home, went to work, and then stopped at the police district for to report the domestic violence after her work shift ended. As soon as the woman reported the incident, officer went were sent to the home near near North 51st Street and West Fairmont Avenue, arriving around noon, they found the home locked, and when they entered, they found the man and his daughter dead, each with one bullet wound. The father and daughter, whose name were not released pending notification of relatives, were pronounced dead at the scene. Now, here's the interesting thing. Neighbors operating a rummage cell across the street said they heard two gunshots around 11 a.m. Sunday. They said the family had lived at the one-story brown bungalow uh, there for about a year. They heard two gunshots. But did anyone do anything? Did anyone wonder where it come from? Why wasn't there other phone calls made by the neighbors? My point, folks, is that oftentimes we're too silent. We're too silent when we see things happen, and a lot of it is because we're afraid. 
We're afraid what will happen next. We're afraid if someone found out that we called the police. We're afraid to stand up and say enough is enough, and we have to do so. Do you understand the, the, the impact of this story here? This is the man. He kills his six-year-old daughter and then himself just hours after being in a physical confrontation with his wife. Children get caught in a crossfire way too often. can't tell you how draining and how stressful and how painful it is to have to deal with families and deal with individuals who are suffering inside of abusive relationships. And what makes it even worse is those that are suffering and they're wearing the mask. They're suffering because of the fact they belong to a sorority or fraternity. They're suffering because they, they hold a position or title in a church or an establishment. They're suffering because of the fact they have a great public reputation, but they live in a private nightmare. They're suffering because of the fact that somehow or another they're internalizing the, uh, what is happening to them as their fault. They're suffering because of the fact they don't want anyone to think their their perfect world is not perfect. People, we got to get over that shallowness, and there's a greater, there's a greater place, and there's a greater question, and there's a greater comment, and there's a greater need. We must stand. We must stand, and we must speak out. We must not allow lives to be uh, tortured and lives to go harmed, and people to die in vain, we all have a responsibility and a duty to make a difference inside of this. I invite your questions. I invite your comments. Jay Thicklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J-T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N at soulofamericaradio.com. If you're trying to reach us by the way of the radio, uh, by way of the phone, I should say, Erico 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. If you have a question or comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you desire to speak, have a question or comment, and we'll love to bring you in and hear your comment or question. It is so incredibly important uh, that you know that we're out here. So many of you that are listening to today, maybe you're out there, you know someone is in an abusive relationship. I want you to know the national hotline number, 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-SAFE. That is 7233. 1-800-799-7233. That is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. I want you to know you don't have to be there alone. Many of you are listening to me right now, and there's a dire need. And there is a dire need to reach out to your church, to your fraternity, to your sorority. Uh, but we have to be looking at it from a different perspective. We have to be looking at, at it from how do we stand in the gap? How do we minister to those that are hurting? How do we hold accountable those that are uh, those that are committing these type of acts and these type of violence? Until we stand up, take our rightful place then we're going to see things that are occurring that should occur. And I believe that we're held accountable uh, for these things. I believe that we must speak out. We must speak out not tomorrow. We must speak out now because it is um, um, it is amazing uh, that our silence gives so much light to darkness. Our silence gives too much light to darkness. We must stand our ground, and we must not allow these things to go unaddressed. I want to say this to the families of those that are uh, that have suffered 
these small children that have uh, that have lost their lives. This is a travesty. These small kids who have lost their lives at the hand of an adult that was supposedly a caring and a loving adult. That's why we speak out. That's why we're passionate. That's why we refuse to stop sounding our voice about this situation. Domestic violence is not just a crime. It is a sin. It is detestable. It is perversion. It is abomination. It is everything that we can call it. Because the need to control and the need to terrorize one's life is not only diabolical, but it's something that we must address. How many of these perpetrators are second and third generation victims? How many of them themselves were exposed to violence and abuse? This is the way that they saw. This is the way they internalized. This is how we handle conflict. This is how we handle disagreement. This is how we handle abuse. This is my perspective, my mindset. This is what I see the role of women. This is the way I see the role of men. All of these things are things that we must really examine because we act the way we act because we think the way that we think. I want to ask you a question. Do you know what your partner is thinking? Do you know what this person is thinking? Because their actions will follow their thought and their belief system. Rejection, loss, abandonment, hurt. None of us, none of us want to experience those things. And yet and still we experience them on a level a level that is so so piercing, that is so gut-wrenching, that it changes our very outlook and our very perspective toward life. I'm saying to you today that there's a lifeline out here. You don't have to suffer in it alone. You don't have to remain in this abusive relationship. There is a way out. There is a way out, but your help is needed to get out. My main thing is that you need to understand it's not your fault. No, you didn't ask for it. No, you don't deserve it. What you deserve is dignity. What you deserve is mercy and compassion. What you deserve is understanding. What you deserve is one that is willing to embrace you for who you are and not try to create and make you something that you're not. That's the reason that you understand that if you're a victim of abuse, I've been exposed to abuse, feel trapped feel humiliated or overwhelmed, then you must reach out. If you're in imminent danger, I say to you, call 911. But I also say to you that if you need resources that are way out, 1-800-799-SAFE, 1-800-799-7233. That is a hotline number that can help assist you in getting out of an abusive relationship. I really, tonight, want to take the time to really encourage you inside of this to know your rights, to know your place, to know that you can overcome this. Listen, we only have a few minutes left in tonight's show, about eight minutes here, but I'd love to hear from you tonight, callers. I know that you're there. I see you on the line. I see you on the board, and um, I do know that you're there, and perhaps you have chosen not to have a comment or question, but uh, we're thankful that you're there. Those of you that are listening by way of Internet uh, tonight, I'm so glad that you're there. I'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. Questions, 
comment, concern, send us an email at j t h i c k l i n at soulofamericaradio.com. That is the way you reach us tonight as we continue to deal with children caught in the fire, crossfire of violent relationship, caught in the crossfire of domestic violence. What impact does it have? What do we see? How does it impact their socialization skills? What happens when the system seemingly is blind to their victimization as children, and yet it's still when they end up victimizing? They oftentimes find themselves in a situation that is so vulnerable that puts them in a place of danger. I say to you, we cannot afford not to. You cannot afford not to. We cannot afford not to speak up and speak out. I just want you to know tonight that our silence only continues to perpetuate it. We have a responsibility to stand up and speak out. And our children are depending on us. Our children are depending on us. Our future is dependent upon it. To suffer at the hand of those that you look to for protection, to suffer at the hand, it's time to speak out. Time to speak up. Listen to J.R. Thicklin here on Solo America Radio. Dot com. This is Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness. I'm so very, very glad that you join us tonight, and I'm so glad for your comment. Air code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. If you'd like to have something to say, hit the number one on your very, 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 very nearby keypad, or if you're calling for one of those other devices, hit the number one, and that'll let us know that you want to get on the air. We'll get you there. We're going to go into our break right now, our final break of this afternoon. Uh, hope and healing, a journey to wholeness. I'll see you after the break. Been healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin returns after this. Want to get in on the conversation? Call J at 323 784 9638.
connect with J.R. Thicklin at his Facebook group, which is Domestic Violence. It is your business. Check him out. Above life. Above your circumstances. You can soar. The one and only Sword. Give us a call at 323-784-9638. And now, here's your host, J.R. Thicklin. Thank you. 
that these things happen in a most significant way, and they happen in a way that impacts us not just now, but tomorrow and eventually forever. So therefore, when we get involved with this work, it's so important that we understand that it's not a quickie. It's not a quick fix. It's not a Band-Aid. The road to it oftentimes can be very risky. But I promise you that the, uh, the, uh, I promise you that the reward outweighs the risk. The reward of a peace of mind, the reward of a, of a, of stability, the reward of recognizing the fact that you can start all over again. And that is what, uh, I believe that so many are beginning to recognize. And as a result of it is that we fight back. We stand up. We're not going to be humiliated because of our past, but we're going to stand up and demand that we not only be respected, but demand that justice is served inside of these situations. And the only way that we can do that is that we must become empowered, we must become educated, and we must become engaged. Those are three essential factors if we're going to be effective inside of eradicating this issue of domestic violence. Well, every code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. The lines are open. Uh, uh, have about twelve minutes more. I'll be with you, allowing you for that time. Perhaps just a question or comment that you have. We would love to get to it right here on the Solo America Radio Network. I trust that you're uh, truly uh, enjoying this portion here. Uh, we're going to take. Uh, what is going to be our final break? I know that we said that would be our last one, but here's our final break of the hour. And when we come back, we'll wrap up tonight. Thank you so many of you that are listening uh, by way of the uh, Internet, uh, so many of you that are listening, uh, your comments, your questions, your your shout-outs, your, your texts, those things are greatly appreciated. And we just hope that we're being a beacon of light to each of you that are listening to us here on radio. So as we enter our final break, um, we'll see you on the other side of Coming up on the Soul of America Radio, go to soulofamericaradio.com for more information.
we had some technical issues that we have since worked out, and now we are ready to bring you the best in Soulful Talk Radio. Tonight's program is J.R. Thicklin, who brings you Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. We have more programming coming up, brand new shows, I promise you that. But you stay tuned right here on the Soul of America Radio. And thank you for all of the wonderful correspondence through cards, emails, and everything else we received saying that you want us back. We are back. This is the one and only Sword. Now here's your host, J.R. Siglin. Children exposure to violence 
15.5 million children in the United States live in family which partner violence occurred at least once in the past year. Being exposed to one type of violence puts children at an increased risk of being exposed to other violence. This is known as polyvictimization, and uh, that type of information is there on the um, uh, page there, and uh, you'll see some things there. And we just simply want you to be able to stand up with us, stand for the children, break the silence, say no to violence, and that's what we ask of you. Uh, we have to protect our children. We have to protect our future. And I just want you to simply find yourself in a position where you are encouraged, you are empowered, and that you are part of the solution and not the problem. This is J.R. Thicklin. I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight here on this uh, incredible, incredible time uh, that we call our journey to healing, our journey to wholeness here on Hope and Healing. And I'm so glad that you've joined us. And as we get ready to leave you tonight, I want to leave you with one of my favorite songs, inspirational song that continues to guide me, Tamala Mann simply says, take me to the king. And until next week, same time, same network, we'll see you then. This is J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad that you've joined us on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Good night.